What happens when two influencers from two different generations come together to share their thoughts on social media content curation? Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Caring Leos with Tapan Singh Hill. Today we have a special guest joining us with our MD and CEO, his daughter, Dr. Nilashma Singh Hill. Yes, you got that right. She is Mr. Singh Hill's daughter. She is in the second year MS Gaini from Manipal University. Attended healthcare renovation from Howard Medical Institute of Technology. To all those MBA enthusiasts, she got through I am Calcutta, but decided to go to Manipal University for her MS. From being voted as Miss Fable to President of Student Council to General Secretary of a University to Head of Cultural Committee to Red Belt and Taekwondo, these are just some of the achievements. Now she is not on the show because she is his daughter, but because she is all of 27 and in her own way becoming an influencer in her own rights. She creates content that's fun and light-hearted. One of her videos recently crossed 3 million views. Now that's big. And so we have these two brilliant people from different walks of life in their influencer journey talking about what does it take to be an influencer. Let's dive right away. My first question. Tell us a little about you. What do you do? Take us through how your day looks like. So thank you, Vikram, for the intro. You know, uh, and uh, first and uh, foremost, uh, I think interesting topic you picked up: uh, how to be influencer. So the first tip I would give before I talk about today is that if you try to influence, I don't know if you can become or not. You just have to be natural. I think. You no, know? we never thought that. No, we want to influence or be a power profile, or that was incidental. No, so that is why it's going to be interesting to see what we thought about what happened and how it became. No, so from that perspective, if you talk about my day. Uh, Vikram, you have been my EAF closely, so I don't think anybody can know better than you than what my day looks like. No, it starts like from early morning, goes on till late night. But never would you have seen me stressed out, no, in spite of how many events I'd be handling or no, uh, going through it. But I get to sleep at least. I have fixed time to go to sleep close to no, let's say midnight and get up in the morning. But I look at Nilashma's days, I have no idea what it is. I don't know when she's sleeping, when she's waking up, what duty she has. I let her answer this question, no. It's, it's, it's crazy. I have no clue as to know what is that. So, over to you, Nilashma. Thank you so much for your kind words. Um, when someone says all those achievements out loud, that makes it seem very real. But uh, how my day looks like. You wake up in the morning, okay, it doesn't matter what duty you had before. A set number of patients are assigned to you. You have to see them every day, twice a day. Sometimes you have to sit with them because they're high risk. It depends if I have OPD, I have OT, or I have normal duties. Um, yeah, we do skip on meals, which is not advisable. But we do. We, we, I, I can't. Okay, I'll rather sleep for 10 more minutes. And uh, uh, what else happens in my day? Yes, but whatever it is, howsoever hectic it gets, okay? But my favorite part of the day is, uh, especially if I'm in the labor room, or I'm in the OT, and then when, when the baby comes out crying, it just makes up for everything that we do, okay. I, as an obstetrician, once the baby comes out crying, my main attention is on the mother. So that expression when she has on her face, when she hears the first cry, I live for that moment. So it doesn't matter if I've not eaten, I've not slept. It's just amazing. I love what I do. So, and I will not have it any other way. But yeah. But I've never so, seen you take any vacation. No, and I ask you to come home. You say there's no holiday. So how is it you work like 24 by 7, night, 2 o'clock, early morning, 6 o'clock. Whenever I call you, 
your hospital or something. That's why this interesting question of Prof Vikram. No, it's actually interesting. So, uh, how do you guys do it? Like twenty-four by seven every day of the week, and no holidays, and and like like three shifts, two shifts, thirty-six hours, twenty-eight hours without sleeping. So many babies. I think last wow. I saw you guys had what nine hundred babies delivered in a month or something. Some kind of that record. Malab, is it real? Malab, what I read in the newspaper, or it was just that. No, we did. We did. That was in October. It was I think the post-COVID effect. We were calling it, but it was madness. In one duty, I remember just the three of us. Just in twelve hours, we had some seventeen or nineteen deliveries. That is just the normal deliveries, not including the cesareans that happened overnight. It was absolute craziness. But that adrenaline rush that we get, it is just it just pushes us. You know, and like someone said, you know, if you love your job, then every day is a vacation. So yeah, yeah every day I get up and and the wards are full of cute little babies, and the mothers are so happy. And then it's just amazing when I enter my ward, I'll be like, all my moms will be waving at me like, hey, hi, doctor. And I'm like, yo, so good morning and all that, and they'll wish me good morning, doctor. And it's just amazing. And then they'll show me their babies. Look, look, today it has gained point one kg and all. So all those small, small milestones. And then like today, I had food. Yesterday, I could not eat food. These little, little victories every day—it's just amazing. Small, small. Can you imagine we walking in the office and we have all babies all around? Can you imagine <laughs> that? I don't, I don't think you can get into this kind of no. Wow, but I think every job has its own special feature in its own way. <laughs> but boss, I love the similarity. Uh, of course, I work with you very, very closely and have the fortune of doing so even now. The the stark similarity of when she also said if you love your job it's like a vacation and i know how much you love what you do boss and uh, i think there's a brilliant similarity and that's why she's doing what she's doing with such a such a smiling face boss so that's a lovely takeaway boss that if you love what you do i think everything becomes nice yeah I so that, that's very important yes yes thank you so my next question is tell me a little about how you got started and how you found your own voice in this space uh, in becoming an influencer and uh, dr singhel on your path of becoming an influencer so vikram for me it was never the idea was never that i had so many followers or nothing i remember i was trying to reach out to a telecom ceo and i could not do whatever best i tried so i thought if my customer would reach out to me how would they do so so i thought why not open a social media account you no know, which has my email address and my phone number so i actually put that you no know, so any customer can reach out to me and you know we have close to 10 crore customer you no know, about uh, About hundred yeah. uh, million customers, no. And uh, when we opened the account, then I thought, okay, if I opened it, then I'll let me write what I feel like, no, because that is what I supposed to do on social media. You open something, then you write something, write some blogs, put your views. So it just started very naturally. So whatever came to mind, no small instances. Like I remember, I was seeing some kids play in the uh, playground. I saw them very happy, and I was thinking that when I ask anybody, what do you want in life? They say happiness. And here, all these kids are so happy. So what happens? Like when we are born, we are so happy. and as we grow older we destroy happiness but we're seeking happiness is it not so so very interesting then i wrote a blog on that and that became very very popular no i remember once i bought a, a motorcycle and a java when i was uh, uh, young no uh, and i have a picture in the last one she was a small kid sitting no uh, on the java she used to very be very keen before i left for office she would come and sit on her bike for some time no and then i forgot about it and in the process of my career i bought so many cars all the fancy cars you think about no 
But then Java had a relaunch, and I I thought, okay, let me go. And then with my younger daughter, she said, okay, I want to have a Java. And we went to the Java showroom. We bought a Java, and it's posted my happiness that I I felt more happy buying a Java than I felt happy buying all this fancy, the big cars that you see. I never felt that happiness. That actually blew out of proportion. I had like you know, so many people liked it and commented on that. So what I realized was that by being natural, by just putting what I felt like. The rest was incidental. Whatever we see in terms of followers or being top voice for so many years or being power profile for so many years or no, all that what you see was very incidental. My intent was never to become, you know, what uh, what this led to. It was only to serve customers, and because I opened that, it was to put in my, you know, uh, whatever genuine uh, feeling or observation I had, or what knowledge I had. I thought, why not share it to the world? No, uh, why let it? No, just be with me, and no, that is how it started. Uh, Vikram, no, that was it's as simple as that. It's not very. Complex, not very strategized, not very planned, not the corporate way, you know, putting an LRP or an AOP, daily marketing, <laughs> nothing like that. It was a very simple, humble way to solve an issue which I felt should be solved. I think that is was my experience, you no, know, which which I thought I'd do. How about you, Doctor Singhel? Again, you say you notice a similarity. Okay, so <laughs> I was not on Instagram. I think I joined Instagram in May last year. uh not to because my interns were like ma'am we want to tag you in some post you please join instagram we can't keep doing a screenshot and sending you on whatsapp so you need to join instagram so i was like and my mom also beta i need to send you this post how do you screenshot why can't i just write your name why are you not on instagram you are like you know your generation everyone is on instagram i'm following your friends they are following me but why are you not on instagram So I was like one file. They just simply said, "And I think I I opened my account when I was uh, during my labor room posting only." Yeah. So I came back home and I was not able to sleep. So I just downloaded Instagram and I opened it. Then after that, how I got into making the videos? That was again. It was just it's just a fun thing we do. It's not planned. Nothing is planned. The the content that comes up, it is uh, things that happen in our daily lives. You know. It's, It's actually very true. Okay, we are we lead a very hectic, very jam-packed life. Okay, but sometimes in between, like the tears and all, we something will happen. We're like, oh my god, really, really, and then that will just make us laugh a lot. So, uh, I wanted to show that that you know, uh, there are moments of joys even if when we are in a very difficult situation. Uh, it was during lockdown that I opened my account and. Uh, Secondly, uh, I, that video which went viral, that was not planned at all. I mean, that was the video which had the least planning. I will say, uh, what had happened was this time was my senior LT. That means I was the senior most PG uh, handling LT, and that was after a very hectic night duty. We started in the night, and from the moment we stepped in, my interns, myself, my juniors, the moment we stepped in, we had not. Sat down also the entire night. There were so many patients coming in, so many deliveries, so many sections. It was just very high stakes. And in the morning, once we gave the handover to the other side and everything was done and all, we were all sitting and planning. Okay, we should go have breakfast or we should do something. But I could see everyone's morale going down. Okay, I was saying no, no. First, we should celebrate what has happened. Okay, what we have done in one night is uh, worth celebrating. Okay. So then we just start of doing that Instagram challenge. Okay, it was a challenge which like people were doing with their group of friends and all, and it just happened at the at the like at that moment. So each one of them just picked up a step. I will do this one. I will do this one, and then they all did it, and and we just posted 
and I just posted it and then went to sleep. And I didn't even uh, see Instagram for the next, I think, two, three days, I think. And next thing I know, my intern is coming, ma'am, did you see what happened? I'm like, what happened? Ma'am, it's reached 100,000. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, next time, ma'am, it's reached 500,000. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And then, and then within a span of a week, it just blew up. And I was like, why? <laughs> but then it was so amazing to read the comments and all. And I realized that uh, even though abroad is very um, popular about, you know, doctors showcasing their lives and it's, uh, like, you know, they are also normal people who deserve to have fun and all. In India, there right. is this uh, taboo that, uh, oh, if you're a doctor, you're supposed to be very serious. If you're not serious, that means you're not a good doctor, okay? Which is not true, okay? You don't have to be serious. You don't have to be just a, like, you know, a bookworm. If you want to have fun, you should have fun, provided you are done with your job and provided that, you know, you've done the best that you could have done. So, yeah, that night duty, and we were all very proud of ourselves. I was very proud of all my team members. Like, everyone had their A game on. It was just amazing, and especially when you have a complicated case and the baby comes out crying, you are just at a different level of cloud nine, and you don't forget those mothers, you don't forget those babies. And just recently, I met those interns. Now they are about to finish their posting, but we all went out for dinner, and even then, we were no one spoke about the video. We were all thinking about, oh, you remember that mother? Oh my God, ma'am! Last minute, there was deceleration, and the baby came out crying. Good, we didn't post up a section and all. And I was so happy that you know that uh, two weeks of there, and one of them actually has now decided to do OBG only after her labor room posting, and that was like the biggest compliment I could get. Like you know, just two weeks of working, and now you want to pick up OBG on the rest of your life. I was really happy. And yeah, so I think the reason that video went viral was one that people could see we were all very happy and that now this is the story of why we were very happy that morning. And second, I think because they were not used to seeing Indian doctors, like, you know, just letting loose a bit, which is something I feel should be done more often because, yeah, I mean, why should... Uh, I just feel sometimes that uh, it's okay to have fun once you're out of the hospital and that, you know... Uh, that reminds me, may, may I interrupt? Because it reminds me of a very interesting conversation. It's a very, it's a very, very important thing to talk about. I remember I, I gave a speech in way back in Delhi and one of my next in command, he was there. And I told my staff, if you're not having fun at work, I'm very worried for you. No, you should really have good fun at work because that is when you will have a good life. Because if you can't enjoy what you're doing and you can't have fun doing that and you can't be laughing, you know, and, and working hard and no, really, no, uh, really, really going out and say, okay, delivering and celebrating, then what's the life like? You will spend like 30, 40, 50 years working and you, and you will be serious and you will be sad and you'll be stressed up all that. It can't be a good life. And I gave that huge speech and I came back and then this uh, next in command of mine was again, a very close friend of mine. He came to me and said, uh, I don't agree with you. I said, oh, what do you don't agree with me? He said, no, no, work is work. And you can't have fun at work. Fun has to be after work. It can't be mix the two. Uh, I, I laughed at him. I said, is you also right? There's nothing wrong in it. Everybody has their own way of um, uh, living a life. But uh, my philosophy has been that I, I actually have a lot of fun you know, at work. And uh, as I said, Vikram has been one of my uh, years for a very long time. And he's seen me. We work very hard. We deliver to the best. We deliver to the best. But... But having fun is something that uh, we can't let go. In fact, if I walk down, if I don't see anybody smiling, I stop and ask, what's wrong? No, are really troubling you so much? Why are you not smiling and no, not being happy what you're doing? 
So it's a very important topic to have. A lot of people get confused with this. It's an old age uh, thought of no being always being serious. You're not working enough. I don't think I, I personally don't agree with this. And the best part is that but that second come out of mine after about two three years he came to me and said I remember your speech and I told you this and you know what you were right. No, I think somewhere we have to no talk about this and it's good that you raise this topic and I'm I think it's a very important message that one has to really work hard, be sincere, do it well. At the same time, enjoy it, no, and be celebrating and be happy about it. I think it's a very important uh, conversation. Good, you raise it. With that great piece of advice, we come to the end of yet another informational episode of this podcast. Let us know which tips you found most useful on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram by writing into Mr. Tapan Singhale. Tune in for another episode soon. Thank you. <laughs>